I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, it's a rainy, cold Saturday night in Las Vegas, but it's a wild day in college hoops. And we're going to recap some of the action tonight and also talk a lot more NBA betting, little NFL betting, XFL, golf, you name it. With a great lineup here tonight on the Sunday Bet Prep Show, Will Hill, VSIN analyst, is going to join me here in about 15 minutes. He's the leader in the Circa College Hoops Challenge. We're going to talk a little College Hoops with him. Chad Andrus, Denver radio host. Oh, we'll talk some college football with Chad. Colorado, Coach Prime. What's the uh, right win total for the Buffaloes in 2023? And also a little golf talk. He's got a player he's zeroing in on. He says he's going to win a major in 2023. That's also this hour. Brad Powers, one of the sharpest college football handicappers you're going to find. We're going to talk some NFL draft and college football games of the year opening lines with him to kick off hour number two. Lou Finicaro, the fight doctor, also with his uh, UFC recap tonight and look ahead to uh, next week's big event with John Jones resurfacing in the UFC. JVT in hour number three on the NBA. And a big game tonight, actually, between the Celtics and the Sixers going on as we speak. Dave Tooley, VSIN analyst, is going to be on final hour with me also to talk XFL and more tonight. We have a game going on right now between the D.C. Defenders and the Vegas Vipers at Cashman Field in Las Vegas, and it's 6-3. to three. Uh, Let's see, late third quarter, and it's a, a rainy, dismal night 
uh, in Las Vegas, as I mentioned. All right, let's talk college hoops today. The wildest game of the day. It's hard to say. Is it Michigan-Iowa? Is it Arizona State? Arizona is a Florida State-Miami. Let's start in Iowa City this morning where uh, the Hawkeyes were a popular play in our Friday night circuit contest. Opened four-and-a-half-point favorites. Closed six. Iowa trailed by 13 points with a minute 34 left. Actually trailed by 10 in the final minute. You would think a Tom Izzo coach team is not going to blow a 10-point lead in the final minute. The Hawkeyes rallied, hit a flurry of threes, and defeated Michigan State in a crazy game in Iowa City that uh, I think, uh, let's see, the Hawkeyes ended up winning. I lost the final score here. Iowa ended up uh, winning that game 112-106. to Not your average Big Ten grinder. About 112-106 in overtime. The uh, Hawkeyes get to win over the Spartans. Line closed five and a half at DraftKings. So that's a uh, significant number uh, with uh, Iowa hitting two late free throws to uh, cover that number at DraftKings. Line did get as high as six, but four and a half was the number in our circuit contest last night. And uh, if you watched that game today, that was a case of uh, two of the biggest whining coaches in college basketball going head-to-head. Tom Izzo, Fran McCaffrey, those guys complain to the refs on every possession. Izzo didn't have a lot to complain about till the end of the game today. His team was red hot, hit 11 of 13 threes uh, into the second half, but blew that 10-point lead in the final minute. And as you saw in that DraftKings tweet we put on the screen, is that one of the worst beats of the season? It's got to be. With a 10-point lead in the final minute, uh, the Hawkeyes take down Michigan State in Iowa City. Is that the biggest bad beat of the year? I don't know if that's the uh, biggest bad beat of the year, but it's close. And I'll say that uh, the guys on on that side in our contest uh, got pretty lucky to uh, cover the number uh, with uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes. All right. I want to talk about a big comeback today in uh, college hoops that's uh, – about as crazy as what we saw in the Big Ten between um, Michigan State and Iowa. Florida State was a 13-point dog today to uh, Miami. Down 25 in the second half. How about this? You would think the uh, Seminoles, as bad as they've been this season, would be dead and buried. There would be no comeback. Uh, not the case. You're talking about uh, this is one of the craziest Saturdays you're ever going to see in college basketball. And uh, this is... This game is a continuance of it. Florida State rallied from 25 down in the second half to defeat Miami. The biggest comeback in ACC history. Florida State 85, Miami 84, and the uh, Hurricanes hit a three to take an 84-82 lead with about five seconds to go. Florida State gets the last shot. It's about a 35-footer, 30-footer, and uh, nothing but net. Stuns the Hurricanes on their home floor, 85-84. Miami as high as minus 1,200 on the money line here at Circus Sports. So that is a huge upset in the ACC. The biggest comeback in that uh, conference history, by the way. Also today in Arizona, uh, it, what happened, what went down in Tucson was absolutely insane. It was a back-and-forth game between uh, the Sun Devils and Wildcats with Arizona a 12-point favorite on its home floor today, and it looked like uh, Arizona was going to rally and actually get the win up one late, and uh, no, that's not the case. Desmond Cambridge Jr., if you remember him, actually up too late. Desmond Cambridge 
a transfer from Nevada hits a, I'm going to say a 60-footer. I'll say a 50-footer. I'll call it a 50-footer at the buzzer. And uh, Arizona State, plus 550 on the money line, stuns Arizona 89 to 88. That might be enough to get Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils into the tournament because there was a lot of questions about Arizona State being on the bubble. And a win like that over the Wildcats in Tucson is going to be big for the Sun Devils and their resume going forward. I'm not sure if it's enough, but it's going to be close. And Arizona State might need another a good win or two down the stretch here in the Pac-12 to get in the tournament. But, man, that was big. And Cambridge hit a, uh, a, a floating three from, like I said, about 50 feet to uh, stun the Wildcats in Tucson. You're talking about big-time rivalry games there with uh, a major comeback in the Florida State-Miami game and a uh, more than a half-court shot in the Arizona State-Arizona game to uh, lift the underdogs to straight-up wins both times. And right now we have an upset brewing in the Big Ten. Uh, when I came in here to start the show, Purdue was up on Indiana 38-34 to at halftime. Uh, Purdue was minus three in the second half. Jalen hood Shafino, the star freshman for Indiana, is going off in this game. I think he's got 25 points right now, and Indiana now has a seven-point lead in the uh, second half in West Lafayette. The crowd was electric. Uh, but the Hoosiers have quieted the crowd here early in the second half with a big run. Actually, it looked like a 12-0 run. Purdue was up 40-34 and then trailing 46-40 in the blink of an eye, uh, just like that. It's not because of Trace Jackson Davis either. He's been strangely quiet in this game. Zach Eady putting up decent numbers for Purdue, but it's all about Jalen hood Shafino and Indiana's hot three-point shooting. The Hoosiers getting it done from three, and Purdue not. So, um Hoosiers trying to spoil Purdue's run at an outright Big Ten title and actually sweep the season series, and that would be a big, big win for Indiana. It would also knock Purdue off the number one seed line in the NCAA tournament and move the Hoosiers up uh, to probably a three seed, I would think, at least a four seed, and uh, make things a lot more interesting in the Big Ten uh, heading down the stretch. Also today in uh, college hoops, Alabama uh, last night opened a nine-point favorite here at Circus Sports, and the number dropped to, um, I would say, seven and a half at some spots. I grabbed Arkansas plus eight. We needed um, we needed a, uh, a big rally from the Razorbacks at the end to get the cover, but they put a major scare into the Crimson Tide. Alabama ends up holding on to win 86 to 83 after trailing by nine at halftime. So the Tide, let's say, closed an eight-point home favorite. Wins by three, but you have to be impressed with Eric Musselman and his Razorbacks and what's uh, happening right now with uh, that team because uh, finally healthy. Musselman's got all his studs on the floor, and I think the arrow is pointing up for Arkansas, and uh, you got to be a little bit concerned about the Crimson Tide, all the distractions, the baggage that this team's going to have to carry into March, and uh, Brandon Miller... Did not do himself any favors today with the pregame pat-down from a teammate. That was, uh, If you haven't seen it, you'll see the video. It was uh, disgusting, especially when you're talking about a team involved in a murder case. It just shows a lack of awareness, and uh, it's a, um, it was a dis- disgusting thing that happened at Arkansas today. But anyway, also involving teams in the top five, Alabama's number two, Kansas actually number three, and the Jayhawks barely survived. Uh, Nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Kansas up two at the half, holds on to beat West Virginia, 76-74. to 74. And uh, 
Mountain West, uh, excuse me, the uh, Mountaineers are a desperate team heading down the stretch, and uh, they showed it today by pushing Kansas to the limit at Allen Fieldhouse, which is uh, not easy to do. All right, uh, one more, two, actually two more games to hit on here before we take a break. Baylor, which is my best bet in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Three of us had Baylor as a best bet, and uh, the Bears were minus three uh, yesterday, four when they uh, closed at home against the uh, Texas Longhorns today, and Baylor fell behind 18-4 to four in this game. I was not feeling good about it in the opening minutes. Uh, but the Bears rallied to the half to lead by two and actually pulled ahead uh, in the second half and pulled away to win 81-72. to 72. So when three of us have a best bet, sometimes you think bad things are going to happen. But uh, lined up for us on the Baylor Bears, and they win by nine, win and cover. And also, Greg Hoops-Peterson had a best bet on Virginia – Plus two against North Carolina. The Tar Heels, preseason number one team, most disappointing team in the country, did not have a quad one win. Resume is kind of a joke if you look at North Carolina. Well, they got one now because the Tar Heels got one they had to have today. They closed four and a half point favorites over Virginia. The second double digit or second lopsided loss, we'll call it, of the week for the Cavaliers, who are ranked number six. North Carolina up big, up 16 at the half, wins 71 to 63 over the Cavaliers. All right, so that catches you up on what's going on in uh, college hoops. We're going to talk a lot more about that. And uh, like I said, college football, NFL, XFL, golf, NBA, UFC, all that and more coming up on the show tonight with a great list of guests. Stay tuned here back in a couple minutes with uh, Will Hill on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back to a segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on the uh, Sunday Bet Prep Show, Will Hill joins me now on Twitter at Nathy Will Hill, the leader of the Circa College Hoops Challenge. And, Will, as I look at your plays today, you're having another solid week here. You had a winner with Iowa minus four and a half. No sweat. Baylor minus three. Indiana plus eight in progress, which looks really good right now. And your best bet, a loser on Oklahoma State minus two. But a pretty good start for you today. What were your emotions like during the Michigan State-Iowa game? Because it looked like the Hawkeyes were dead with a minute and a half to go. I was actually on the air with uh, with Ben Wilson host, hosting Live Bet Saturday. And, you know, I just had it on kind of in the corner of my eye. And it was, uh, you know, down 13 with a, you know, 10 minutes to go. McCaffrey got teed up, and I just, you know what, I'm going to just chalk this one up as a loss. I kind of figured it was a loss for a while. Then, you know, they're down four, but, you know, Michigan State shooting free throws. And when, when you're down four there and it becomes a free throw game and you're laying points, you're like, all right, it takes a miracle just to get to overtime. And even if you get to overtime, you're still unlikely to cover. And then Ben starts talking about, oh, they're down three. Michigan State missed a free throw. And he was ahead of me on the feed, and he's like, wow, Iowa hits a three to send it into OT. And once it got to OT, it felt being at home with all the momentum, Iowa had a good chance to pull away. So 
Yeah, that's one. Uh, look, you just you remember that next time you have a bad beat, and sure, sure you know we we all have plenty of the bad beats, so you got to enjoy the uh, the ones you kind of steal. That was one I didn't feel like it was the wrong side though. I mean, Michigan State was just lights out from three. They looked like the 2017 Warriors. I think at one point they were either 10 of 12 or 11 of 13 from three. And this is a team that doesn't shoot the ball that well. So uh, that's one that I'll just uh, I'll gladly stick in my pocket and call it a win. Yeah, 11 for 13 and from three at one point. Tim Murray also at Iowa minus four and a half in the contest and. Now, he was lucky. Mine was a legit win. His was lucky. Let's just make that distinction. How about Wes Reynolds? He also had Iowa minus four and a half. He was lucky too, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Tim likes to complain on Twitter when things are not going well in his games. And I I told him, Tim, just calm down. No more complaining aloud for a while after that one, okay? When you're down 10 points in the final minute, and then you come back and cover four and a half in overtime and win by six, I don't want to hear any uh, whining about bad beats from you, Tim, or Wes Reynolds for a while now, okay? I made a pl- I made an agreement on the air with Ben. I said if if Iowa comes back and covers this, I will not complain about a bad beat until tomorrow at four o'clock <laughs> Eastern. So I am on a twenty four hour no complaining rule here. One twelve, one oh six. Hawkeyes take down the Spartans in overtime. What a game between Michigan State and Iowa in Iowa City today. And uh, once again, the DraftKings closing number five and a half. If you had the Spartans, that's just excruciating to to take that loss. And uh, Tom Izzo is not going to sleep well. That one's going to haunt him for a while. And um, we'll see. Foul down three. You got to foul. You're up three. There's four seconds left to foul. I mean, come on. What are you doing? I say the same thing all the time. You know, it's uh, every time a coach does not foul down three. What are you uh, uh, up three at the end? What are you doing? Don't let him get that shot off. You can say, well, it's, he hit a miraculous shot. Don't even let him get the shot off. I think it's simple strategy. I, I can't even understand why some people disagree with that. Anyway, let's go on. You know to, what, uh, let me just jump in. You know what it is? As betters, I think we watch, you know, these coaches know more basketball than we know. I think that's, you know, we can agree on that. But we watch more basketball. We, you know, we watch more games. I sat here and watched a million games today. I don't think these coaches watch as many games. Same thing for football, like with this end of game strategy. If you're a better, you watch so many more games than these coaches and you understand the probability of these situations better than I think these coaches do. How can you be a lifetime coach and not understand situations like that? Especially if you're Tom Izzo. You've made 24 consecutive NCAA tournaments. How can you? Right. not understand that. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we both had a play on Baylor minus three against Texas. That was uh, my best bet, just one of your regular plays. And Willa did not look good. Bears fell behind 18-4 to four right off the bat, but they roared back in Waco and uh, won the game by eight today. Uh, Baylor uh, took down Texas, actually won by nine, 81-72, to 72, led by two at the half, ended up winning by nine. And uh, one thing I'll say about Baylor – when the shots are falling, when the guards are hitting three, that looks like it could be a Final Four team. But uh, they go through some scoring droughts, too, like they uh, did on that two-game Kansas trip when they lost to the Jayhawks and the Wildcats. But they looked a lot better after they fell behind big early in the game today. Yeah, the, it, for them, it's just, like you said, it's making shots, which which is obvious, but it's stringing together stops. If you can get three, four, five stops in a row, they got a chance to win some games and be dangerous. It's just, you know, their defense is is really sort of suspect. and. You know, you don't get home games in the NCAA tournament. At home, it's different. You can sort of feed off the energy of the crowd. Once you start to play these neutral site games, that defense, you you worry about them, you know, making a run here if that defense is exposed. So it's a good team. It's a talented team. I can't count any of these teams out. Like, there's, uh, you know, so many of these teams where it's like, I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the Elite Eight. I wouldn't be shocked if they're upset round one. You can say that about just about any of these teams. 
Well, how about uh, Kansas State today? That was your your best bet was on Oklahoma State minus two, and that one did go down. The um, Cowboys led by two at the half, but Kansas State gets the win, 73-68 in Stillwater. Yeah, I felt good about that game. You know, they, Oklahoma State, they, they were down early, and then they pulled ahead. They had like a six- or seven-point lead with a minute or two left in the half, and you look, and they're only up two at the half. They're all right. They're in good shape. Just I didn't watch a lot of this game. I watched a lot of the live line, and uh, they were, you know, four-and-a-half, five-point favorites a lot of the game, and Kansas State just pulled ahead late, stayed ahead, and uh, Oklahoma State just hasn't played well, starting with, you know, Kansas buried them a couple weeks ago on Tuesday, uh, that Tuesday night game. Uh, they they got killed in West Virginia. I thought this was a really good bounce-back spot. Kansas State has not played as well on the road, so disappointing one here. This is one uh, I really felt good about Oklahoma State, so a uh, tough one here. How do you explain Miami blowing a 25-point lead to Florida State and the Hurricanes go down 85-84? That's one of the wildest finishes you're going to see this season, Seminoles winning in Miami. Yeah, that was a fun game. Both teams hit three. I will always see two made three-pointers in the last, what, five or six seconds? Yeah, yep. that's one. Uh, I, I was on with West last night, and I think the line opened maybe 14, 14 and a half, and it got bet down to maybe 12 and a half, 13. And West was like, why, why do you think it got bet down? It's like, look, conference play this late in the season, professionals are going to take two touchdowns in a conference game. I mean, there's just a, there's a familiarity. There's just a, it's hard to cover that big of a number in conference play late. And, you know, obviously at halftime, it, uh, it looked like it was getting there, but Florida State was just a furious comeback. I didn't watch a lot of this. I did catch the last three or four minutes and just uh, some made shots here for Florida State, and uh, they somehow pull out a victory. Just a, a crazy ending. That was, and actually a uh, three-pointer at the buzzer wins it for the yep. Seminoles, 80, uh, 85-84. I don't know if it, what was crazier, that game or Arizona State, Arizona, and Tucson. And uh, nobody in our contest had a play on this game, but the Sun Devils, 12-point dogs, and they take down the Wildcats, 89-88. to Desmond Cambridge hits a uh, little bit more than a half-court shot at the buzzer to win it for the Sun Devils. Stunning. Is this a bad sign for Arizona as we head to March? Yeah, again, they, they go in this bucket here with all these teams that, hey, if they're in the Elite Eight, you're not shocked. If they're down in round one, you're not shocked. They have really talented bigs. They have really shaky guard play. You know, they play up-tempo, fast-paced. When it looks good, it looks really good. When the shots are falling, they look unbeatable. But when the shots are falling, they are very vulnerable to just about anybody. So uh, this is still a good team, a talented team. They're fun to watch, but they are uh, they are certainly prone to an upset here. All right, Will Hill with us. He is the uh, leader, I think still the leader. Have you uh, checked the standings today? I, I know you've... Uh... You're still ahead of Greg Hoops-Peterson. I think you're still ahead of uh, Jim Root so far. Indiana's going to get the uh, cover, so you're going to be 3-1. and one. You Are were... you sure about that? What, what score we got here on this oh, game? Oh, it's 65-52. Purdue can't get a stop. This okay. is a, a stunning uh, meltdown by Purdue in the second half after leading by four at halftime. 65-52, Hoosiers lead eight and a half minutes ago. Uh, so you'll be 3-1. and one. That would put you at 18-10-1. and one. Even though you did lose your best bet, that's the only negative today. So great job. Let's talk about the play you have left tonight. And um, I laid one with uh, San Diego State. I think this game's going to go down to the wire. It's tough to sweep the uh, tough to sweep the Aztecs in Mountain West play. Yeah. New Mexico right now catching three. And I did uh, I did tr- I did hedge this a little bit trying to middle it. Will I took uh, New Mexico plus three for a little bit, but you've got plus one and a half in the contest. What do you like about the Lobos? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, with Indiana, how about the guy out there who was like, all right, I'll just take Indiana on the first half line. I don't trust them for the full game. They're down by four <laughs> with a three at the buzzer, yeah. and now they're running away in the second half. I've certainly been there, but uh, I like New Mexico. They have not played well. This is a, a buy low spot, which is a fancy term for, hey, they're playing like garbage right now, which is what they're doing. But this is still a 20-win team. Uh, that the, the pit is a tough place to win. So, you know, this is a back-against-the-wall type of spot. I think they get it done at home here. All right, we're on opposite sides of that one, but we're both having good days so far. Will Hill, great job in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge, and good luck in every game except the one tonight in Albuquerque. All right, Matty, thanks for having me. Man. All right, See you. follow him at not the Will Hill. Take a quick break. We come back. Chad Andrus, Denver radio host, joins me during the talk college football and golf. Stay tuned. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, if you're looking for a betting edge on the uh, NHL, NBA, or college hoops, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for $9.99. That's a vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, Chad Andrus with me now, Denver radio host. And, uh, Chad, we've got a lot to talk about here. I'm going to tee it up uh, for you with uh, golf to open here uh, because uh, I'm watching the Honda Classic today, and I've got Shane Lowry at 18-1, to 1, and I'm waiting for these guys at the top to fold. Chris Kirk, 13-under, uh, Eric Cole, Justin Sue, Ben Taylor. These are not the traditional big names at the top of a leaderboard in a PGA Tour event. I know you don't have any action on this, but uh, when I'm talking PGA and we're talking majors with the um, Masters right around the corner, is there a guy you've zeroed in on that you think is going to win a major in 2023? I think so. Uh, There is, and it's Max Homa, the way he's putting. Uh, I think it's his time. I think he's super comfortable. I was a bit surprised that uh, he wasn't right in it down to the wire last week at Riviera. Um, when it came down to it, but I, I guess when John Rahm's doing what John Rahm <laughs> has been doing, right, it, it, it's kind of tough to beat, and that very well may end up being the case at Augusta. I think Augusta is probably the least likely place that Homa could win, but I think he's got a pretty decent chance at all of the other three majors this year. So if you're looking for someone to take a shot on where you can get, you know, a decent price, I, I think he's still in the neighborhood of where Jordan Spieth would be at, you know, six and a half, seven to one, just outside of maybe the top 10 guys in those odds to win any of the four majors. That's my guy. I think he's putting too well to not do it this year. Yeah, Max Homo looks like a guy that's probably is worth a bet at that point. And uh, how about this? The U.S. Open at the Los Angeles Country Club, June 15th to 18th, I think is probably Homo's best shot. That's his backyard. He's going to be a popular play. Chad, I would think if you want to bet – Homa to win the U.S. Open. Bet it now because that number is going to crash the week of the tournament with all the hype around Homa. Yeah, and I, I just looked today, and it is the lowest odds of the of the four majors for him, right? It's definitely his best shot, but I'm not going to rule out the other two at, at the PGA and then at Royal St. George for the Open Championship, right? So, um, you know, but L.A. is certainly the best opportunity for him to win. He's going to be a very popular guy that week. Chad Andrus with me now, Denver radio host. Catch him on 104.3, the fan at Chad Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. All right, so, um, you know, I'm going to mention this as well. Is there anybody else 
aside from Max Homa, that you think is worth a bet to win a major? Because it looks like John Rahm's going to win one, but it's just I don't I'm not sure there's any value in those numbers right now. What do you think? I haven't found it. Uh, I haven't bet anybody else. Homa's the only guy that I bet to win one of the four majors. And to be honest with you, Augusta is so difficult. You've always got such a short list of guys who could actually win. Um, I would love to see Rory be in the mix there. That's just me, you know, maybe pulling with my heartstrings a little bit more than it is with my wallet for him to be in the mix on Sunday. But when I look at it as well as he has played over the last, what, year and a half, um, it's kind of hard to imagine him not finding a way to stumble into a major again at some point, it would be a great story. I would love to see it. But the the question really comes down to Rob, right? Because if he continues to stay this hot for another month, another six weeks, right, that is going to be his tournament to lose. It, you know, you've been to enough of these tournaments in person where you can kind of get a feel for the guys with a talent like a John Rahm or a Dustin Johnson when he's on you can just see that they're capable of putting the ball in places that other guys aren't. Rory is one of those guys, and I would love to see him be in the mix. But uh, I think the biggest question is, is how long can Rom keep up this level of play and can he carry it into Augusta? If he does, it might be a wrap before that thing ever gets started. Yeah, I guess it's going to be great because Rory's still trying to uh, complete the career Grand Slam, trying to win there for the first time. Rob's the hottest player in the world right now, and uh, you're going to have a bunch of other guys you can make a case for who have a strong course history at Augusta. That's going to be a great event in uh, early April. Uh, when we get into May, we're going to talk a lot more about the NBA playoffs. You're in Denver. i got to ask you, do people believe the Nuggets can be the best team in the West, can win the NBA championship? Right now, the best record in the West by six games. Yeah, it's going to be five after tonight. They're getting blasted in Memphis uh, in a game that the, the Grizzlies absolutely had to have. Uh, they melted down two nights ago in Philly. They're ticked off. They know that they've got to beat Denver if they have any chance of running them down for the top seed, and, and they're playing like it tonight. So that lead is going to go back down to five after the Grizzlies win tonight. Those two teams play in Denver again next Friday. And at this point, Matt, there's a lot of kind of Denver against the world because Nobody outside of Denver seems to be threatened or scared or see the Nuggets as a favorite to win the West. I think they should win the West, despite what the Suns did, despite what the odds makers say. This is the year the Nuggets should go to the NBA Finals. How they stack up against the Celtics or the Bucks at that point, I'm not so sure. Um, but the Nuggets should win the West. They don't have any excuses for not doing it at this point. Yeah, right now down 84-53 in Memphis to the uh, 87-53. <laughs> to the Grizzlies in Memphis, but uh doesn't mean a whole lot what's happening uh, down there tonight. All right, Chad Andrus, let's talk uh, Colorado football because Brad Powers is going to join me in the second hour tonight, and he's been very critical of Coach Prime and uh, Deion Sanders and skeptical of what uh, the Colorado Buffaloes are going to accomplish in 2023. I want to take a look at their schedule here. The home games, Nebraska, Colorado State, and then in uh, Pac-12 play, USC, Stanford, Oregon State, and Arizona. Road games, TCU, Oregon, Arizona State, UCLA, Washington State, Utah. I know you've uh, spent some time analyzing this schedule. You know what type of talent that Dion is bringing into that program. What do you think the right win total is for the Buffaloes? And are you optimistic enough to play it over? Uh, not quite. I had originally thought that it would probably settle at five and a half with the hype that was around Coach Prime. 
and the transfers that were coming in, the number one transfer class by many accounts. Um, it seemed to stay at four and a half, at least for the people who have looked at the early lines. I think it still has a chance to move to five and a half as we start to build closer to the season and in the summer when, when people get the hype around it. And I do think there might be one or two more key transfers after spring practices that come in and choose Colorado. Look, I, I understand both sides of this. Uh, you know, I'm one of the people who paid money to go to the spring game. Think about that. This is a 1-11 football team, and I paid actual money so I can take my family to watch a spring game coming up uh, in April, right? So there's a lot of excitement around here. Um, this is a one-of-one one situation. There is not another person in the country who could have generated the interest and gotten the eyeballs on CU the way Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has done it. Now, we'll see how it translates to wins, right? Colorado State is the only team that is not a power five team on that schedule in my opinion and, and i know brad will, will probably take his shots at coach prime i think it's pretty safe to say you know they're going to win four you know they're going to lose four what are they going to do in those other games against arizona arizona state stanford oregon state right where's the upset going to be right can they pull off an upset against a ucla right and i think that is where you're going to settle on the win total, right? You know that that they're probably going to come away with four in some way, shape, or form because there's just too much talent. There's too much speed on the field not to. They're definitely going to lose four, right? Um, and some of the early lines that have come out this week, Matt, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, right? I think it was 17 and a half to TCU, but it was only like seven or seven and a half to Nebraska. I thought the early line for Nebraska in Boulder would be 10. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about that. And I'm actually... I, I just don't know how good Nebraska is going to be. I haven't really determined that yet. And Shadur Sanders, Dion's kid, a quarterback, is he legit? What do you think, Chad, from what you've seen of him? He, he is legit. Uh, there's no question about it. He will be a top-tier Pac-12 quarterback in a league that's produced some quarterbacks. That will be the biggest difference, I think, for people who have watched and bled and struggled with Colorado football for 20 years. They have not had an athlete. They have not had a player like this at that position in a really, really long time. And look, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse and I don't want to overhype this. I'm, you know, I'm thinking in that four to six win range, but in terms of the play at the quarterback position, I don't think Colorado has had anybody there since Cordell Stewart was on campus that is capable of doing what Shadur Sanders can do. Is he, uh, I was going to say, do you think, he, is he going to generate some uh, hype for the Heisman just because of his name and what's uh, what's going to happen with uh, the media attention on this uh, Colorado program? I think, uh, I'm not sure you're going to get the odds value. I'm not sure he's a legitimate candidate, but you're going to get some hype, right? Yeah, and it's been mentioned locally, right? And there are some hardcore CU homers that, that think it's a, a legitimate possibility to be in the conversation. I don't know how you can possibly be in that conversation if your team's going to win five games, right? So, <laughs> right, um, right. you know, if you're telling me he's going to be a Heisman candidate or even considered for a potential invitation to New York, then you're telling me they're going to shock the world and they're going to win nine or ten games. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen. I actually could see Colorado going winning six or seven, Chad. I don't think that's crazy. Do you? No, it's it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. I'm going to tell you one thing that will be different, right? Besides the quarterback playing, they're going to be fast. They're going to have a lot of speed on the field. Right. The question is, are they going to have the size and the muscle on the field? All right, great job breaking it down, Chad. Always great to talk to you. Have a good weekend, man. Chad right, man. Andrews, Denver radio host. Quick break. We come back, wrap up the hour with more College Hoops talk.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, as the uh, football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be for hoops and hockey. 
BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey, First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey, Same Game Parlay, Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and a lot more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. Again, the BetRivers Sportsbook is at BetRivers.com. All right, back here on uh, a Saturday night in Las Vegas. It's the uh, Sunday Bet Prep Show. We're talking a lot of stuff tonight, college hoops, NBA, College football, NFL, XFL, golf, UFC, you name it. It's all on this three-hour show tonight. you got a great lineup of guests. I'm watching right now the uh, XFL, and we're going to talk a little bit about that with Dave Tooley in the final hour tonight. The D.C. defenders lead the Vegas Vipers 18-6 to with uh, two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Vegas was a four-point favorite in this game, total of uh, 34. So it looks like it's going to be uh, underdog and under, but the – I, th- I think uh, what people are going to be talking about, a lot of people are going to be talking about with this game is um, the crappy stadium that's being played in. Cashman Field in Las Vegas is, uh, was used for minor league baseball for about 30 years. It's a dump. If you look at the, uh, the way the field's set up out there, I don't know if they've got 1,000 fans in attendance. It's an uh, uncharacteristically bad weather night in Las Vegas. It's cold, windy, rainy, and v Stormy Bonantoni is stuck with sideline duty out there tonight. Derek Stevens of uh, Circuit just stopped by and um, he said he feels bad for Stormy out there on sideline duty tonight in the uh, Vegas Vipers game. We'll talk more about XFL with uh, Dave Tooley in the final hour tonight and um, if you haven't been betting that league, it's actually been pretty interesting through the first couple weeks. I still think it's one of those um, one of those uh, young football leagues that's uh, probably not going to make it and it's going to have its uh, it's brief run in the spotlight here when they open up, and then uh, pretty soon people are going to forget about it. In the month of March, when you have March Madness going on, nobody's going to be talking about the XFL. Right now, uh, there's a little window for people to pay attention to this. You've got to grab people's attention while you can, but I think uh, from what I've seen, the quality of football is not great. A couple, couple of the rules are interesting, uh, but it's not something that's going to capture the imagination of uh, sports fans coast to coast. All right, Will Hill joined me Uh in the first hour tonight, and uh, Will is the leader in the Circa College Hoops Challenge, 15-9-1 against the spread going into uh, this week. And great job by him uh, again this week. So he's going to be the leader. This is a eight-week contest with nine rounds, and in the final week we're going to have uh, two rounds. The first day, first full day of the NCAA tournament on Thursday, and the uh, Second full day of the tournament on Friday. Each is going to be its own round, and the Friday will be the final round of this tournament. Will, 15-9-1, on his best bets, 15.5 points going into today. Uh, he has a winner, a lucky winner, with Iowa minus 4.5, a winner with Baylor minus 3, a loser with Oklahoma State minus 2. That's his best bet, but he's going to get a winner here with Indiana plus 8 at Purdue. Very disappointing performance by uh, the Boilermakers in the second half tonight, led 38-34 at halftime, had all the momentum, and uh, have just gotten destroyed by the Indiana freshman Jalen hood Shafino here in the second half. He can't miss, and uh, Purdue can't buy a three-point goal and um, is going to go down and get swept in the series. Purdue might win the Big Ten title outright, but gets swept by the rival, and that's going to be uh, a hollow feeling when you win the title uh, that way. But hood Shafino just too good tonight, and I think he's making a lot of money for himself. He's going to be... Rising up NBA draft boards. If you watch him tonight, 
he looks like uh, not only a lottery pick, a top 10 pick the way he's played in this game in uh, West Lafayette tonight. But Will Hill, the leader in the contest, and the Indiana plus eight is going to put him at three and one going into tonight's game. And uh, he's got New Mexico plus one and a half against San Diego State. That game's in Albuquerque at the pit. I've got uh, the Aztecs minus one in that one. And actually, the, the number right now is San Diego State minus three at most spots. You'll see two and a half or three. But the Aztecs have uh, drawn the money. And uh, what's going to be a really good Mountain West game tonight at the pit? Uh, also, want to recap uh, some more things that happened today in uh, College Hoops, if you didn't catch it. This has been one of the craziest days of the season in terms of uh, comebacks, fantastic finishes, and nothing's going to top. I don't think anything tops what happened in uh, Tucson, Arizona today. And I, I've talked uh, a lot the last couple of weeks, so I bet Arizona 22-1 to to win the NCAA championship. But the, uh, the Wildcats took a gut punch uh, today. 12-point home favorites against Arizona State. Led the game 88-86 to in the final seconds. Desmond Cambridge Jr., a transfer from Nevada, gets the inbounds pass and throws up a shot from a little bit longer than half court and drills it at the buzzer. And Arizona State takes down Arizona 89-88, to a stunner in Tucson. And how about that? Plus 550 on the money line if you bet the Sun Devils. And, uh, boy, that's a disappointing defeat for Arizona. What it's also going to do is probably make UCLA the outright Pac-12 champion. I don't think the Bruins are going to have to sweat that at this point with Arizona losing a home game today. Also in that contest, talked about Will Hill having Baylor. That was my best bet in the contest. Baylor fell behind 18-4, rallied the lead by two at the half, and then closed out the game to beat Texas 81-72. to So conference revenge for the Bears in Waco today. They get the win and the cover. Uh, open three-point favorites, close four-point favorites, and uh, Baylor the right side in that one. But talk about a, uh, a comeback, and a historic comeback. Uh, we had one today in Miami, and this was actually ridiculous what happened. Florida State, a team with really nothing to play for, down 25 points in the second half. Miami's a top-15 team. And uh, when you're up that big at half against a uh, team that's got nothing to play for, I think it was 51 to uh, 30. I'm going to say, hold on, I'm going to double-check the uh, halftime score. I think it was 54 to 31, 23-point game at halftime with uh, Miami in the lead. You would think it was 54-31. You would think the Seminoles would just be dead and buried and show no life. Uh, The opposite happened. Florida State rallied from down 25, hits a three at the buzzer, and takes down the Hurricanes 85-84. to 84. You're not going to see two finishes better than what you saw today in Tucson and Miami. Well, how about Iowa City? Uh, we talked about that game off the top today, and we have several guys in the contest who played Iowa minus 4.5 against Michigan State as a best bet. And um, the Hawkeyes looked like uh, they had, had flatlined with a minute and a half to go, trailed by 13 and you would think a Tom Izzo team's not going to blow that type of lead. DraftKings put this tweet up today, and it's worth uh, <laughs> answering this question. Uh, is this the worst beat of the season? Michigan State closed a five-and-a-half-point favorite, led by 10 in the final minute, lost in overtime, 
And again, the Hawkeyes trailed by 13 with 134 to go, but worse, they trailed by 10 in the final minute and uh, ended up winning the game and covering, and that's just something that should never happen. And if, uh, if you bet Michigan State, you got to be absolutely sick about that. But we got, I think, three guys in the contest who played Iowa minus four and a half, and uh, that's a big win. Uh, that's a big win for them. Also, if uh, Tim Murray, one of them, and Tim likes to complain about bad beats and bad luck, but he can't. I told him today, no complaining for a long time after this one. I think uh, a result that's uh, got to be really surprising is uh, what North Carolina did to Virginia. Now, I'm not buying into Virginia, and I know a lot of people are not. But even if you're not buying into the Cavaliers, uh, North Carolina did not have a quad one win the entire season. But the Tar Heels got one now. And uh, they controlled the game from the outset today. And this is great. Hoops Peterson's uh, best bet was uh, Virginia plus two. Actually, North Carolina closed a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, North Carolina ends up winning the game and really not even breaking a sweat. The Tar Heels 71-63. to Does that get them on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble? It might. And I think uh, – one more good win will probably put the probably put the Tar Heels in the tournament, and they're going to have a chance, even though the ACC is a down league. Uh, that's a good win for Carolina today, 71-63 over Virginia. And that's two lopsided losses for the Cavaliers. And if you thought they were phony last week, you know they're phony now. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking to bet against Virginia uh, once we get to uh, the month of March. All right, that wraps up the first hour of the Sunday Bet Prep Show tonight. Thanks to Will Hill the leader in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge, and Chad Andrus, and I agree with Chad. I think Max Homa is worth betting to win a golf major in 2023, and the best bet is at the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club in June. So if you like Max Homa, bet that one as soon as you can. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of hype around Homa the week of that tournament, and the odds are going to drop. Hour number two, Brad Powers joins me. We're going to talk college football and NFL betting. Stay tuned. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.